0: Today we're going to talk about demos, execution, and perfectionism. Hey everyone, welcome to the 57th episode of the Game Dev Field Guide. I am your host, Zachavelli. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Zaccavelli underscore, and tune in for game dev streams that's twitch.tv slash Zacchavelli underscore. Also, if you're listening to this, my game Bounce Shot is now out on Steam. It's an action puzzle FPS game where all of your shots are must be bounced at least once before it hits the target. It's sort of a thinking shooter in the same vein as something like Portal, and it's only $5. Please go look it up and give it a try. You'll know if it's something you like or not within the two hours, and if it's under two hours, you can always return it on Steam and get a refund extremely easily. Lastly, if you do buy it, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review, and that's for two reasons, really. I want you to leave a review with your honest thoughts because I want to get better at making games, and I want to know what some of Bounce Shot's flaws are now that it's a complete thing. I've been working on it for so long, I may have a few blind spots when it comes to where the game doesn't work, even maybe where the game does work for people. So it's nice to see people voice their opinion and know kind of truly where it's at. And secondly, every new review helps with the Steam algorithm. In general, the more reviews, the better. But I'm trying to get to at least 10 because that is a threshold within the Steam algorithm that will really improve the game's discoverability. Right now, I think we're sitting at 8 reviews. So if you did buy it, if you could go leave a review, that would mean a lot and be very impactful to helping me as a game dev. Now that the intro is out of the way, let's move on over to the next segment of the show. Today's opening segment is going to be something a little bit newer. I'm going to call it the Sound Design Speedrun, And how it's going to work is that I will have a topic, and usually this will be picked by you guys, but for this first one I'll just randomly pick one. And it'll be some kind of sound design I need for a game, and I'm going to speedrun uh, and make it as fast as I can. And I'll do it live and put the recording in right here so you'll be able to hear me make it uh, from the start. So yeah, let's try out the first ever sound design speedrun. Okay, this is the sound design speedrun. I'm going to get three words. I'll start the timer and I will try to make the sound. My three words are chiptune, sci-fi, power-up. The timer starts now. Okay, I'm going to open up BFXR. We're going to go to, um let's see, sci-fi, power-up. Let's press, oh, there's a power-up preset. Okay, let's do that. No, I don't like that. Eh. Okay, we can work with that one. Let me just get, like, one more. No. Okay, okay. We're going to go with... um three and five here, this one, that one. Uh, I need like one more, I need a a punchy noise. A hit, let's go for a hit generator. There we go, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, with these three, I'm going to export them. Export that one. Um, Oh shoot, I didn't make folders. Folders are going to take some of my time. Uh, We'll name this uh, sci-fi 1. Save. Okay, export. Sci-fi 2. Okay, hit hurt, export, Uh, impact, 1. Okay, sounds are generated. Next, I'm going to audacity. Audacity. Oh, I got the podcast Audacity open already. (laughs) Got to save that. Okay, new. Come on. New. There we go. File, import, audio. We got to go to my... Oh, gosh, I'm misclicking the... I'm misclicking the folders. Sounds, sounds, sounds. Okay. Part of speedrunning this is just good file organization. All right, sci-fi 1. Open, perfect. Sci-Fi 2, file, Uh, import. Oh, I didn't save Sci-Fi 2 correctly. Or Impact 1, damn. All right, back to BFXR. (laughs) Not a good start, not a good start. Okay, they saved my presets, perfect. Export, as a wave, yes. Export, as a wave, open. File, import, audio, Um, impact. There we go. Okay. Now, all three of these layered together in Audacity, what do we have? It's okay. Um, I think this needs to go, like, towards the end a little bit. No, this goes here. Okay. Sci-fi chiptune... Power-up. That's okay, I guess. That's pretty good. I want to take this, this, like, really high-pitched noise, you know. Here, I'll, I'll solo it. That noise. And we want to go to Effect, um, Change Pitch. We want to pitch this down a little bit. There we go. Okay. Ooh, see, I like that. I like the way that sounds way better. Okay, just mess with the audio levels, maybe add a little bit more decibels to the impact. That's pretty good. I'm calling it time. Four minutes, 32 seconds. This is your chip tune sci-fi power-up. I like that. I don't think it's horrible. All right, that was um, the first sound design speed run. I think I could have cut my time in half with better file management. Uh, Yeah, but I hope that was fun. And there you have it, the first ever sound design speed run. I don't know if it was cool or entertaining or not. Um, I think it was pretty good, but I hope you guys uh, will reach out to me and let me know if you do like it and want to hear it in further episodes. Or maybe it's not something you want to hear. Maybe you have an idea for a new intro segment. We won't be replacing the game dev challenge, but maybe it'll be a fun segment to throw in every now and then. Anyways, with that out of the way, let's move on over to the body of the episode. The first topic I want to talk about today is game demos. And this topic actually comes from a buff debuff segment um, and a user on our Discord named Rudy. Rudy had mentioned this topic for a buff debuff, but I thought it had enough meat to it that we could do it in a Quick Tips episode, so here we are, talking about demos. If you don't know what a demo is, it's basically a shorter version or incomplete version of a whole game, and usually it's made for one of two purposes. The first purpose is marketing. A demo sort of functions as a free trial. It allows the prospective buyer to try out a game before they buy it. Back when I was a kid, it was actually a really cool way to try out a bunch of games. I remember getting demo discs in like cereal and pizza boxes. And you could take this demo disc straight out of the cereal box, scrape the marshmallows off of it, and pop it into the computer and you'd have some games to try out. Then when it came time for a holiday, Christmas, or my birthday, I knew what game to ask for because I had a pretty good idea of what I already liked. Nowadays, with mostly digital distribution, these kinds of demos aren't really as popular. But I think there's something still to be said for the overall sales tactic. Getting people to try out your game for free is a great tactic that can work especially if your game is slower paced, where it takes a moment to settle in. With Steam's two-hour return policy, basically all games have a free demo on Steam. But like I said, there are longer, slower-paced games where two hours might not be enough time for you to settle into the game. So if your game is like that, I think it's a good candidate for making a free demo version so people can really dig in risk-free. And for those of you who have played games like that, played demos that are a little bit slower but really take time to dig in, you'll know that once you've settled into that after initially a slow start, those are sometimes the games that get you the most hooked. Those slow-paced strategy games that take a second for you to figure everything out, but once you do, you realize you love it, and at that point, buying the game is really a no-brainer. So I see it as a win-win for both the dev and the buyer. Just make sure your demo is polished and just short on content, uh, because if it's short on polish, it might give a different impression. And that's what I want to talk about next, which is the second reason a demo might exist, and that is for testing. Sometimes you might want to make an internal demo, and this can be a less polished thing, but usually a good chunk of gameplay with a complete game loop. Just maybe it's missing some, like I said, polish or extra features. The reason you'd make a demo like this is for testing and feedback. Maybe this is something you give to a close developer friend, who understands the dev process and knows it won't be perfect. But you're trying to get a sense of the overall game loop. For some games, it's hard to see if everything's going to work unless you have everything all together in one big picture. And unpolished testing demos are a good thing to make to see this big picture. Lastly, Rudy mentioned how much effort should I be putting into demos and what's the best time to put out a demo. As far as efforts goes, I would say it doesn't take that much because it's mostly overlapping work. Like you're going to make the full game, so all you have to do for the demo is cut back some content. It doesn't take that much effort and the benefits are big, so as far as the effort to benefits ratio goes, I think it's really a no-brainer. As far as timing and when to put out a demo, I like the idea of having a permanent demo available when the game is released, so that any potential buyer can try it out like we said earlier. But events are a good time to update or build demos specifically for. Like if you're taking your game to a conference to show off, That's a good time to build a demo with specific levels that you know appeal to a wide audience. That way, passerbys at the convention won't get turned off by hyper-specific levels to your game or genre. Steam also holds online events as well, like Steam Next Fest. This is a great time to have a demo ready to go because it'll give something for people to play. It'll kind of set apart your game from other games at the festival. I think NextFest is something I missed with first game Bounce Shot, and looking forward I'm going to do more NextFests with demos for my future games. As far as a testing demo goes, I think it's always good to have some kind of testing demo ready to go. You never know who might want to help you by giving feedback, so in the end it's just nice to have something ready to go that you could send off to anyone who might be inquiring about your game. Let's move on over to the next Quick Tips segment. The second topic I want to talk about today is execution. If you're new to game dev, I think this is an idea that you really should pay attention to. Because this is something that a lot of beginners don't understand. The thing that affects how good a game is the most is not the idea for the game. It's not how much knowledge the dev has or what software they used. The thing that affects it the most is the execution. The string of decisions made throughout the course of the project. Those decisions ultimately all come together to make the game. A lot of beginner devs will have maybe an idea for a game, and they keep it a closely guarded secret. They don't want to tell anyone because they think if someone else hears my idea, they might take it and make it for themselves. And I think this is flawed logic and shows that these beginners don't understand how important the execution is. It doesn't really make sense because it totally ignores the execution step of the process. You and I might have the exact same idea for a game, but because of our differences in the ability to execute the idea, it will come out as two totally different games. They might be the same genre, with the same theme, with even some of the same core mechanics. But because making a video game requires so many decisions, the likelihood of our two games being the exact same is extremely low, unless we decided on every decision to be the same. And at that point, I would say, (laughs) someone's just copying you. I think another trap of not understanding that execution matters the most is thinking that a good game dev is just someone with the most knowledge about developing games. Like you might think, if I just do everything that the game dev field guide says to do, then I'll make the perfect game. But that's not really how it works. It's kind of like how in sports you can know all the strategy, all the best moves, all your opponent's weaknesses, But at the end of the day, you still play the game and who executes their plan better wins. Think about it like this. AAA game development is chock full of the world's best and most knowledgeable game devs. And even with all that knowledge, all that technology... All that skill, they still fail to execute at least a quarter of the time and make games with serious flaws or games that flop or games that just aren't that interesting. And it's not that these devs are bad at game dev, it's just that these projects had poor execution. So, as indie devs, especially beginner to intermediate devs, understand that just learning all the information about game dev won't make you better. It will help, no doubt. But in order to see the results, you have to put in the practice and work on the actual execution of the ideas. In other words, you have to practice by actually making games to get better. You have to practice deciding when to go with the conventional wisdom about a certain game genre or a certain idea. And when to buck the trend and try something new. You have to practice coming up with a control scheme and how the player is going to interact with your game. And a million other decisions that you have to practice. And no amount of reading or listening or watching game dev tutorials or thinking about your game is going to make these decisions. You just have to start making the decisions and practice getting better at them. In other words, get better at making games by practicing the execution, not just by thinking about making games. And the last topic today that I want to cover is perfectionism. And it's sort of related to the last topic of execution we talked about. I don't think perfectionism and game dev mix very well. And the reason I think that is that being a perfectionist in game dev is detrimental i could be wrong about this but from personal experience i think my tendency to want to have a perfect game design a perfect development plan or code structure or whatever has impeded my progress tremendously code structure for instance is one that i have long abandoned for being perfect 95 percent of people don't see the code so to me as long as it works there's no need to be perfect and i think that it kind of reveals a truth about game dev and that it's always imperfect. One of the most influential things I heard was actually from a movie director, but I think it applies to games. This comes from Ron Howard, and he said, One thing you have to accept is that every project will find a way to break your heart. Now, I could be way off, but I took that to mean that the perfect idea that you have in your head and that you're in love with will always be different in some way on its end result, and that'll break your heart, but you have to just accept that that's going to be happening. There are no perfect projects, and very seldom is the incredible idea in your head the one that makes it to the production. The key, though, is that I don't see this as a negative or pessimistic way. To me, it's better to have a flawed project out there than to keep chasing perfection on a project and never release it. Some people might disagree with me and they'll hit me with the Miyamoto quote, A delayed game is eventually good, but a bad game is bad forever. And I think that's taking that quote out of context. And the quote, to me, is really more about having regrets about shortcutting to meet deadlines set by stockholders. And also, when he said that quote, it wasn't as easy as it is now to patch a game after it released. When he said that, once it was out there, it was out there. So I do think it's true, it's just taken in a different context. And I think people might accidentally take it and, like, oversteer in the wrong direction. If you try to delay a game until it is absolutely perfect with no flaws, it will be delayed forever. You have to accept at some point that it will have flaws. Uh, It's not going to be that idea that you had in your head. It'll have features that have been cut. It'll have content that had to be cut. You're not going to be able to execute every single idea that you had. And that's game idea that you had in your head and you fell in love with it's going to break your heart because you're going to come up on these shortcomings. But that's just how it is. That's how it's going to happen. Like I said, it's okay and you don't have to see it in that negative light. It's not in that negative light because remember that a lot of flaws are subjective. Like some of the flaws are ones that only you will notice because you've spent so much time with the project. Some things you might think our flaws others will see as purposeful direction. A good example of that is wall jumping in the original 1985 Super Mario Bros. is a glitch. It wasn't intended by the developers. But when players figured out how to do it and that it was fun it's become a staple now in many platforming games. So yeah when it comes to perfectionism in game dev I think it doesn't mix I think you should embrace imperfection, knowing that it's going to lead to you making more projects, completing more projects, getting better, and just being able to do something that is actually achievable. So yeah, accept that every project is going to, in some way, break your heart. We covered a few topics today, so let's recap the major points. The first thing we talked about was demos. Demos are good for marketing and testing, just make sure your marketing ones are polished and allow for the prospective buyer to get a chance to understand and settle into your game. Use a testing demo for feedback on ideas that take the whole picture to understand. Demos don't take much extra effort and are really useful to have pretty much always. We also talked about execution. Remember, I think it's the single most important thing when it comes to game dev. An idea for a game, knowledge about game dev, and using good technology are all good and important starting points, but at some point, you have to actually execute and put everything together. You get better at executing by making games, not just thinking about making games. And lastly, we talked about perfectionism, and how I don't think it mixes well with game dev. Remember, you have to accept that every project will break your heart, And it's better to have imperfect projects out there than to wait for your project to be perfect. People will not see all the same flaws as you do with your project. And some people may even come to like some of the flaws with your games. Embracing imperfection will allow you to make more games and ultimately learn and develop your skill quicker. So yeah, with that, I'm going to end the episode. I know today's episode was a little bit shorter, But I am on vacation probably at the time you're hearing this, so I accepted that uh, (laughs) this episode might break my heart uh, in terms of how long I wish it was for you guys. Still, I think there were some good nuggets in there, and if you'd like to talk about the good nuggets, you can always go on to our community Discord. There's an open invite link in the show notes, and there's a whole episode discussion channel where people talk about the episodes, kind of recap on the ideas, or maybe say if they disagree or not. You're always welcome to tweet at me. That's at underscore Zaccavelli underscore. And yeah, don't forget, my game Bounce Shot is out now on Steam. It's $5, and you'll know if you like it within the refund time period, so... There's almost no risk in buying it and trying it out. If you don't like it, and you'll know whether or not you like it within the first hour, you can just refund it and get your $5 back. But if you do like it, or even if you don't like it and didn't refund it, or you just are kind of middle about it, please leave a review on the um, Steam page. Any review, even negative ones, uh, really help me out as a game dev, so I would really appreciate that. Anyways, with that, I'm going to end the episode. I have been Zaccavelli, and when it comes to game projects, I'm the Heartbreak Kid.